Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Not, Not, I must emphasize, not just the Locked On Padres podcast, but also the Locked On Yankees podcast. I, speaking currently, am one of your hosts with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not the most, Javier Reyes. You can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. In my opinion, easily the best handle in the Locked On MLB Network game. But you could also follow at LO underscore Padres as well if you only want Padres tweets. Um, follow Lockdown Padres on YouTube as well. But enough about me. I'm being joined by two illustrious guests, the double co-host, the tag team, the the retro city rampaging double dragon. I don't know. I'm trying to think of video game references. The double dragon duo, uh, Steve Granado and Stacey Gatsoulis of Lockdown Yankees. How are you two doing? What an intro. <laughs> I, I think I need to be a little longer, actually. Can you uh, can you give me like 15 more? 15 more names? It's it's just part of the bit at this point. Just to like make as long, as obnoxious as possible, my intro. You know what I mean? Um, you guys might be familiar with them on their podcast. They've been killing it, especially over on YouTube. Go follow that Locked on Yankees. Uh, Steve and Stacey both didn't feel like plugging their Twitter. That's fine. You'll probably just, it's at Stace Scott's and at Steve Granato. You'll find it somewhere. You know, you know, you know, people know. You know, I mean, people know at this point. They know how it goes. Um, but today's podcast, guys, we're going to be talking about the rumor. And I would say that for once, it is not being inflated as much just because it is the Yankees. I do think that there is actual traction here um, between the Yankees and the Padres potentially making a deal for Juan Soto. Um, it was reported a couple of days ago from Ken Rosenthal that it is a question of Soto being traded is a question of where. And it feels like the Yankees are one of the teams that make a lot of sense um at least for yankee fans especially now thankfully i don't think that this is a miguel and duhar clint frazier situation where they're going to give the worst players possible and expect to get dare i say the best pound for pound bat in the league um but the yankees are in a weird spot so that's what i want to talk to you guys about first is just what is the state of the yankees because from afar and if you look at my comment section um, some will say that I, I've, I've, I'm a secret Yankees fan still. Um, but from afar, it, to me, it feels like the Yankees haven't really cared um, with ownership in, in a long time. And with their decisions, they've made a lot of weird decisions. They want to cut back on salary, but then they find themselves with Donaldson, Stanton, DJ LeMayhew, Aaron Hicks type contracts that are just as much as those players that you were worried were declining and whatnot. Just, and that's just one area. Um, some prospects not becoming Derek Jeter immediately with Anthony Volpe. Uh, Carlos Rodon exists, I think, is the best way to talk about him for now. What is the kind of current state of the Yankees? Do you really think that they're ready to make like a big splash like this? Who wants to go? <laughs> yeah, like... There's a, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of yeah. things. And yeah. I think uh, when you're saying you're starting with the top-down mentality of what the front office, what the ownership is thinking, that's where most Yankee fans are starting, right? Mm -hmm. so like they're, they're starting there going, you don't care. You don't understand. You're out of touch. Like that's, that's the basis mm -hmm. of pretty much every conversation, Juan Soto and beyond when it comes to the Yankees right now. And I think they're in a very kind of a weird spot because they have those massive contracts, right? They have Judge, they have Cole, and like they have two of the best players in baseball on the roster in those two. But it's after that, right? It's right. after that problem of it. And the other thing to consider, Hav, is it's not just one thing that they lack. It's like everything save the bullpen 
you can mm-hmm. pretty much be like, they need an upgrade here. They need an upgrade there. You need it'd be nice to have an upgrade here. And even in the bullpen, be like, that'd be nice to have a real closer, like side of Clay Holmes. But like, it would be nice to have this. It would be nice to have that. Like they're they're not like perfect in any one area. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And it feels like like this was the ultimate like bad bad year. Um, I, I mean, I already mentioned Rodon, but like the Rodon thing has just been a huge miss for them. And I think a lot of fans and media members alike have said, yeah, okay, they spent, but you kind of did almost the minimum. It's like, wow, congrats. You re-signed the guy who broke the major league record. Like, <laughs> bold decision. Garrett Cole, congrats. You signed the best pitcher on the market who, hear me out, I think is underrated now. I don't know how to explain this, but like... I've been saying it for a full year. <laughs> I think yeah. he's like... I think he's also weirdly endearing. Like, he's like weird and like such a cornball. He couldn't even answer his favorite movie question. Like, there's something about this guy that I think is really good. And he just won a Cy Young. So I, I think that Cole and Judge obviously are not the problems. Those are those are the type of players you have to win a championship for sure. But like, man, I, I mean, it's the cash god has been having one heck of an offseason. Um, from quotes about Giancarlo Stanton and how he's, we just know he'll get hurt. So we have to like, no, we'll get hurt. Not like, Hey, we got to help him try and stay healthy, which is what every other GM always says. Instead, he took a shot at him. Stanton's agent is the same for Yoshinoro Yamamoto, which is interesting because he's kind of one of the top free agents right now. Then you had the, uh, actually, um, this, you guys don't see this coming. Uh, we don't have an analytics department. (laughs) So like, (laughs) It's my favorite thing. Like, I don't know who he thought he was getting with that, but it just feels like that Yankees fandom in a lot of ways for the reasons you just mentioned is just kind of in this spot of like, oh my God, like we're not anything. We're not even relevant in a lot of ways. The only thing we were relevant for this year was Judge's crazy catch that got him hurt, Cole Cy Young, and then I don't know. Like what else What else happened with the Yankees this year, right? Like they're they are uncharacteristic uncharacteristically irrelevant that's fair yeah stace i mean i know you can speak to that like crazy well, yeah you've seen it's kind of seen this trajectory yeah. especially second half of 2022 on you can kind of mark it from uh, all-star break then on yeah um you know we spoke about this when we were talking about on our episode where uh, the Jeff Passan report was talking about how the Yankees were like not even going to try at all for Shohei Otani and i joked about how the Yankees haven't been that team that everyone really hates, you know, mm. like mm. it's not. <laughs> and I feel like I want them to get back to pissing people off because of what they do in the offseason. Like, oh, they're trying to buy a championship. Good, because the Yankees make billions of dollars and they should be spending a lot of money. Like everyone talks about them being the evil empire. They haven't been that in like 15 years, not since the yeah. off season 15 years ago. And I want them to return to that because they are irrelevant now. It's like, I don't like being a fan of a team that people just don't care about. I want them to hate us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there is wisdom in saying, let's try and cut back. Let's try and build our farm system up a little bit more, but there's also equally whatever the opposite of wisdom is when you're just kind of, like you said, not even considering Otani, not even giving Bryce Harper a call, which made waves, I feel like, in the playoffs this year when you've needed a kind of an outfielder like that. Manny Machado, you had a couple meetings with him and a cup of coffee. Didn't even give. How are the San Diego Padres outbidding and more interested in this guy than you? And I know that the Yankees still have some good players and they've had 
good moments. I mean, I remember the Mike Talkman era. Like they've they've gotten stuff out of random role players, yeah. but it's hard for me to believe that they're doing that because it's the best way to win, rather than it makes us competitive enough. It puts up a facade, except we're not really going for it because it's cheaper and we like to save money. So how can get another Lamborghini or whatever? So yeah, yeah. The problem is they yeah. can't do a true rebuild. There's no way the fans the would thing. let that happen and mm -hmm. they wouldn't want to do that. So they just take this coasting thing and the playoffs are a crapshoot. And if we could just get into the playoffs, you know, maybe we can get far in the playoffs. And that's mm -hmm. the kind of philosophy they have now, which is not <laughs> the fans are realizing it, that they've been gaslit for the past. Like how many years? With I, think every, Hal, I think every fan base is realizing it, honestly. <laughs> like, Hal coming out and saying, we're, we're trying to win. We're doing things to try to win. But then, you know, twiddling their thumbs with Bryce Harper and Manny Machado and other guys that they could have possibly gotten that they didn't. Because I also sort of mentioned that on the <laughs> Shohei Otani segment, but didn't actually say the names. But that's who I was referring to, because I will never shut up about the Bryce Harper thing. I will be 90 in a you nursing home and being still being upset about the Bryce Harper thing. Um, hey, I'll never shut up about the fact that Carlos Correa took a one-year deal. In what <laughs> world is the are the Minnesota Twins outbidding? Because, all right, I get it. You have Volpe. Totally makes sense. Looks like a superstar. And rookie, as as superstar level prospect, I should say, has a whatever rookie season. Okay, it's fine. That happens to everybody. Unless you're Tatis or the very, very rare exceptions. Um and I'm like, why don't you just say, you know what, screw it, we're the Yankees. Carlos Correa, you're going to play for us for $45 million this year. And then see sayonara, because then Volpe's ready next year. And they don't do that. And instead, they thought it was a good idea to have IKF as their starting shortstop. No shots to him. But that just that's not a Yankees thing. And what, what generation of Yankees building, like you said, the evil empire, is IKF going to be the starting shortstop? Not, not third reliever, not fourth starting pitcher with the starting shorts after the New York Yankees. It's, it's very, very odd. So I think the Yankees are in a personally, I haven't seen enough moves to show that they do care, but all the body language, the how conferences, we already talked about Cashman, the cash God, my, my apologies. Um, I think that they're ready to do something now. What it is, is it going to be Wad soda? Well, we're going to talk about that guys in just a second, but before we get into that, speaking of money, and what have you. And speaking of investments, I want to talk to you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. And here's the thing. Football, it is underway. And now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning five. Count them $5 bet. Uh, Moneyline bet specifically. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you want to bet on the Giants or Jets, uh, don't. Uh, but if you do, you can do that. And if they win, you'll get your $150 or whatever. Uh, you could maybe do the Jets sometimes. That's a good team. They just have a a word I can't say on this podcast, that quarterback. Um, so go check that out, guys. And if you don't want to just bet on teams, they've got you for you know spreads, player props, over-under on Kansas City Chief wide receiver drop passes. I bet you they've got stuff like that. The over-under people having lazy arguments against Justin Herbert, I bet you they've got that too. Um, any sort of in-between, they've got you covered. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your NFL season of betting. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Friends, we're back at it. Let's talk about Juan Soto. So he's a really good player. And historically <laughs> speaking, <laughs> he's a really good player. <laughs> I got I got him with that. I finally got Steve. I got him to crack. Um, I think here's the thing. As someone who is part of the New York metropolitan area, I 
because admittedly it is hilarious and i'll never get tired of it that's where i grew up sports talk radio hey hey we we gotta get the stanton guy we gotta get the trout guy they always just pick who is the best player and that's who we should get now granted as you were talking about the evil empire days there was actually some justification for that like they would usually do that Hey, but Mets fans Soto, do the same thing. Yeah, Mets fans do the same thing, <laughs> but they're a lot more sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, the Yankees are like, get us the best player. The Mets are like, can we try and get the best player? Maybe, you know, like, <laughs> it would be nice. We still, oh, oh. Um, You're right, though. Yankee fans are very, God, yeah. delusional. It's delusional. What do, I, what do I always say, Stace, on the show? If I were GM, I would simply trade all the bad players to get the <laughs> good players. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. I tweeted yesterday um, on my illustrious Twitter account, the Padres as a possible trade idea, and we'll break it down. This is just a, a mock thing, and people, of course, got upset from both fandoms, which is my favorite thing, by the way, about mock trades on Twitter. It's the best thing. You'll piss everybody off. The Padres, they would give up Juan So in exchange. The Yankees would give up Spencer Jones, Prospect, Greg Weissert, Oswald Peraza, and Will Warren. Now, the basic fundamental thing of this trade, before I get into it, is... That Juan Soto is better than all those players combined, obviously. The Padres, they would probably need an outfield prospect in return just to be able to replace that, assuming they aren't getting Jung Ho Lee or someone of that caliber, right? Because they don't really have any outfield prospects that are ready at the moment. So that would be a replacement. And the next line of thinking is they need bullpen. This is a team that, while I think that they can have a regression to the average when it comes to their ability to drive and run specifically runners in scoring positions, specifically clutch stuff. You could Google on fan graphs, one of the least clutch teams since the early two thousands, um, like among all teams, like really, really bad in that area. Starting pitching. That's a question too, um, which is why I think the pitching gets involved and bullpen. They're going to be losing Josh Hader um, for sure. Uh, especially based on how the his season ended with the Padres. And that was one part of the team that I don't think was historically on clutch. I just don't know if they're very good. And that's with Josh Hader. So that's the kind of blueprint for what this trade is. I think it's hilarious that everybody's saying no to it. Um, I think Padres fans are saying that's not enough. I think Padres fans need to take into account that it sounds like they kind of have to trade him. That's what the position they are in with the spending reduction, with the fact that they have all these contracts on the team that aren't tradable. You're not trading Tatis. You're not trading Manny Machado. You're not trading Bogarts, et cetera, et cetera. Darvish, same thing. Cronenworth being one of the worst, right? So in my opinion, this is the the buildup. I'm not saying this is the final trade, but uh, Cheapskate Steve, um, what 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 are your hangups with this trade exactly? Do you okay, think the Yankees so I, are up too much? For for Lockdown Padres fans, I'm on the prospects side of things here on Lockdown Yankees. So uh, one, I'm, interest, I'm interested that you didn't pick uh, a major league guy. That's kind of interesting that uh, you didn't get any major league back in that, really. Oswald Peraza, the most of that, right? Uh, and that's not a lot. That's not a lot of major league time for him. Uh, of the big three, I'm going to go ahead and dub the big three prospects on the starting pitching front that the Yankees have that are fairly close. And obviously, that's what the Padres need is high-end AAA starting pitching. Mm -hmm. You have Will Warren, Drew Thorpe, and Clayton Beater. Of those three... I would say Warren is probably if like I had to lose one of them, Warren would probably be the one. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Him and Beater are a toss up. I'm not. I am not, so it's a hard no on Drew Thorpe. 
if it ever goes in that direction. It's a hard no on Drew Thorpe. I, his stuff was so insanely electric in 2023. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just I didn't include him. That. Don't worry. I know. I I'm just saying, him. <laughs> I'm just going the big three again. Those are the big yeah. three. So for for Padres mm-hmm. fans, like that's where the big three are for high end. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing that the Padres are looking at to try and get for Soto. Right? Is trying to get the next arm. Mm-hmm. Um, Darvish is only getting older. So yeah. uh, yes, and that Oswald Peraza, I I. Not that he isn't obviously one of their biggest trade chips. I just find it, I find it kind of weird if the Padres went out and was like, we want Peraza mm-hmm. because he doesn't have any outfield experience, zero outfield yeah. experience. He is only a shortstop, really. You got one of those. You got a couple of those. Um, mm-hmm. He has a little bit of only major league time at third base. You got one of those. So it's like, I don't know where he would fit. Because he should be in the big leagues in 2022, <laughs> but he's going to be in the big leagues in theory in 2024. So he's ready and he needs mm-hmm. to play in the bigs now. So I just don't know where he fits for the Padres in 2024 because um, he he's he's too good for AAA. I, I, that's the thing is, I think that that would be, I think the Peraza part is there's a second deal to come. If that were to happen, I think that they would consider offloading Cronenworth in this dream scenario of mine in a separate trade, not with the Yankees okay. in a separate trade, you attach some other prospect. Cause that's how bad this is. The fact that they gave him seven years. Um, you have to attach a uh, uh, Samuel Zavala, some one of their like decent enough prospects, maybe say you'll pay for a little bit of it. Maybe that's what they do. Um, and that could happen. I just had a heart attack seeing the Jeff Passan notification on my phone. Um, <laughs> you always do. Yeah. I always as far do. as forgot, forgot to mention too. Weissert, sure. Okay. <laughs> I like I like, I like that part. I, I covered him in 2022. Mm. I, I like him. He's got a great a great sweeper, as they call mm-hmm. it now. We used to call it the Whirly Slider, but uh, he's got a great slider slash sweeper, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like him. He's a potential closer, potential mm-hmm. closer, uh, more like a seventh eighth guy right now. Mm-hmm. But Makes I do sense. like him. I do it like it, but the Yankees have uh, have some depth there as far as uh, relief pitching is concerned. A little bit, not as much as they did two months ago, uh, but right now they got a little bit of it. And yeah, that would that would make sense to part ways on that front. I can maybe even see Matt Crook thrown in there uh, mm-hmm. if you need to get over the hump. Yeah, and again, these are just this is just the sentiment, right? The sentiment is you get an okay outfield prospect, you get some relief pitching, maybe a back end starter, whatever. I think they just need a little bit of depth. That's a big thing with the Padres. The Padres have stars. Um, they have three of them, in fact. And occasionally four or five or six when they're in the mood, right? Um, so I don't think that that's what they're looking for. They're just looking for relief, have a little bit more flexibility. And their farm system is very good, um, arguably better than most teams in the league right now with some of the guys that they've had. And it's only getting better. And that's the one redeeming factor about this Padres um, front office is they have been able to procure a lot of talent in the farm system. So I think that that would be step one because of the Peraza part. If you take out Peraza, Whatever. And I know a lot of Padres fans are going to be watching this and ready to kill me. Um, first of all, I dare you to try. <laughs> but um, in, in all seriousness, um, they have to trade him um, because of the payroll reduction. They're expected to be, you know, following arbitration, stuff like that, around the 180, 175, maybe at best type of payroll. So that means, okay, well, what's Soto projected? If you go to spot track, around 27 million. So that's over 200 million. So He's the only player that they could realistically potentially move. Grisham being another, Matt Carpenter, but who takes that? No one wants that, including me. No one wants Matt Carpenter right now. Um, 
you would have him and you have a couple other players, but the other ones aren't really tradable. Darvish, if it wasn't an extension that long, yeah, I bet you you could get someone to bite on that because he is you, Darvish. But I just think that this is the only move they can make for relief. And while, yes, that is really depressing for Padres fans that you gave up C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, James Ward, Susana, all these guys, you gave up such a big farm package and for you to only get, and I'm not making fun of any of the guys that the Yankees are, are would be potentially doing in this trade. That is not the quality at the time of what the Padres gave up. Well, that's what happens when there's only a year left. And when you are in this position where you don't have the same amount of leverage as you would have had, if you had a little bit more money to spend, if the Padres could spend right now, they could be like, well, screw you. We could keep them and we might just extend it next year. So it's on you, but I don't know if they have the full leverage on that. We'll have to see. And from the Yankees perspective, I think that if they did this, it would definitely not be their only move. So I know that there are Yankees fans who don't want, (laughs) it couldn't be. So the Yamasoto uh, duo as our, as our buddy, Ryan Finkelstein of lockdown Mets coined um, last week, like that would make sense. Cause then be like, okay, yeah, we only have soda for one year. We could, if we cared, extend him. I don't know if the Yankees care, but we could extend him or slash sign him in the off season, whatever. Um, and then you get Yamamoto as a really big pitcher that would bring the excitement back. That would be like a, I'm just, I'm wondering if the Yankees are in that sphere where they're like, we need to do something like we did in 09. We can't just do the bare minimum. People are losing their minds. The sugar daddy over in City Field, he's giving out money like it's, and I'm not convinced he's going to be quiet this offseason either. I just, I don't think billionaire owners who take over a team historically stay quiet. They just don't. They have to do something. So I'm not buying that the Mets are going to be quiet this offseason. So in my opinion, I think for once they they might be doing something. But um, what do you guys think? I didn't even bring up Spencer Jones. If oh, yeah, getting... that's right. <laughs> they forgot, I about, forgot about him too. <laughs> if you're doing if you're doing this and let's just take it at face value of your package here, they have to be pretty convinced that they could re-sign Soto. Yeah, I think that's the thing for everybody. Because you're losing an outfielder in which they're thin up top right now in outfielders. Because mm-hmm. yeah. because first call might not even be first call opening day tomorrow. Your left fielder's Everson Pereira. Oof. It just is. Um, so it's a little tough and, uh, oh yeah, there's no one in center. It's like Aaron judge right now. So they don't really have the center fielder. Uh, it's Florial on the bench. It's Pereira, whatever, convert, whatever that works out to be. So yeah, they'd have to be pretty confident that they can, uh, convince Soda to stay. That's, that's the biggest hangup I have is just like, it's one year. And are the Yankees going to be that much better in 2024? I don't know. They could be. They have to do a lot to address a lot of things, and they also would have to be in, in the camp of being a little luckier as far as getting more out of what they anticipated. They just didn't get it. They were one of the worst teams with runners in scoring position in all of baseball last year. They didn't hey, take enough swings five, last you know. year. They didn't. Yeah. They they didn't hit the ball in the air enough. They hit the ball really hard, but not in the air. And like all these problems, uh, you know, from the offensive front is is alarming. And like, can you call it a fluke? I don't know because it's like a year and a half of that. So they'd have to be pretty convinced that they can keep Soto. They'd have to be pretty convinced that Dominguez is going to be a big part of it in 2025 um, in order to yeah. give up Spencer Jones. I think that's, that that's kind of where their head has to be. Too. I mean, him yeah. hitting the home run, granted it was the ballpark factor thing, but who cares? Him hitting a home run in his first game. Like I, I saw a lot of tweets on that. People were excited. The The injury really hurt them. That's like a really bad case of luck. But like you said, like a lot of things went wrong for the Yankees. I'm wondering... If that means they're bound to have some good luck. I mean, <laughs> it's 
if you just maybe would have tested to see if maybe Anthony Rizzo might have been hurt. And that explains why he became the worst batter in baseball for two months. Just an idea. Richest organization in the country. Just an idea. Um, absent the Cowboys, whatever. Who cares? Um, I like teams that actually are, you know, making money for a reason sometimes, unlike the Cowboys. Um, with with that, I think you have, you have Rizzo. You can hope to get something back from Nestor Cortez and... Jordan Montgomery or, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. He's not there anymore. Uh, nice, you can get something back nice, from Cortez <laughs> from Carlos Rodon. How's Harrison Bader doing, man? Oh my Lord. Um, so yeah, I just think that they have stuff. Glaber Torres has become like one of the more hated Yankees and these, he's also become strangely underrated now. So I just think that there's stuff there. And fundamentally as someone from afar, the AL East is one of the like stupidest divisions to predict. Um, every single year when the Rays look like they're down next year, they win. They're being, Oh, but Javi, they don't have McClanahan and they're rumored to trade glass on Randy Rose. I don't care. They find a way, uh, every single time you're doubting them, the Red Sox, never mind. Uh, the Orioles are still there. You've got the blue Jays who are another team that could be after Soto. Um, but fundamentally, I just think that the Yankees are ready to do something. Um, I don't know how they can go into another offseason. They have to, like, no, but they have to be because the you know? fans are going to have like the torches and the pitchforks out yeah. if they don't do something. They have to do at least one big thing in order to appease the fans. But in order to make the team better, they have to do more than one big move. Yeah. And I think the Yamasota thing makes sense. And you, you, like you said, you just have to appease the fans. And I think for once, they kind of be right because the messaging from the Yankees for a while, they're one game away from the World Series in 2017. Until the Chapman Altuve um, walk off, not to bring up bad memories, and then they decide to cut payroll. It's like okay, and then they're saying, "Well, we got these prospects coming in." And no offense to Anthony Volpe and Jason Dominguez and some of these guys, but they came up, and a lot of Yankees fans, it's, it's a big fan base, are like, "This is what you were telling us why we can't be interested in Corey Seager." You know what I mean? Like that's just what they're seeing, and for how much money they have, it just uh, there's there's too much of a disconnect there. So I think Soto from that perspective of like the sentiment makes a ton of sense. Uh, like it's a big splash. You would be giving up prospects. You can still save your payroll a little bit. Um, you get an amazing batter who would kill it in Yankee Stadium, by the way. My Lord almighty. That's like 72 home runs right there uh, between <laughs> between him and like Rizzo only. And then you put on another 70 from Judge. I mean, that's that's home run Palooza. So that could be a lot of fun. And for the Padres, they kind of need to trade him. You would get. To, I think the biggest reason for me that the Yankees are one of the bigger matches is bullpen. You guys have it's a farm of bullpen arms. You had like a closer committee last year. So whether it be prospect or guys at the major league level, I think that that's one area that could really boost and help the Padres, especially with them losing Hater, like I mentioned earlier. But um, I don't know, man. I guess we'll have to see. I guess we're gonna have to see. I think it's. It sounds like it's gonna happen, and the Yankees do seem like the the team, but. You know? I, I do want to throw one more at you here on the trade proposal Ooh, front. Here we go. You need some catching. I know. I know you got like <laughs> one in AAA in El Paso, but I disagree. The, Yan- the Yankees have so much catching that are all roughly yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Like they have we a bunch of guys that are kind of on, the, on mm-hmm. the same on the same level. The Yankees got some some catching, quote unquote, depth. They got a guy mm-hmm. that could be your backup next season. You can give you Higgy. Yeah. Um, in that regard, or you can dip into the well, go Augustine Ramirez or Carlos Narvaez, or even as far back as, as Ben Rice. Like there are some guys uh, that mm-hmm. the Yankees have more flexibility there. It's weird because their strongest part of them is infield depth, 
which of course you don't exactly have a need exactly yeah i think the match is bullpen and pitching um that's where i think the match but that's where that's where the yankees would be scared to deal from because they just got snake bitten a year ago a year ago yeah Yeah. that's true that's true um you had that whole situation hey the Padres got snake bitten too we gave up Andres mutas and ty france for osadola who just got non-tendered so like it's it's not great for us either but um that's where i see the the deal potentially lining up and yeah backup catcher would make sense they've still got luis campisano shouts to the campisano hive i know we're we're standing strong after our victory this season um against the world really when you think about it so that was really great do you guys have any final kind of uh takes opinions about the yankees and padres or what have you and just do you want to see it because i know if this happens it'll probably be our biggest moment of the off season uh between both of these teams Stace, you can you can take it. We had a whole episode on this already dedicated, by the way. If you've stuck around this long enough, yeah. go check out that episode where I said, no, don't do it. But Stacy, you can go ahead and, and wow. lead here. he said, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, just being afraid of the one year thing and then having him go somewhere else. And why would you give up a bunch of stuff if he's only going to be there for a year? And if if it's not going to put you over the top, why bother? Which I agree with. Um, I just find it interesting that the Padres and the Yankees were so similar in 2023 because there were expectations. They were not met. It was frustrating for you guys watching that team day in and day out because you'd have games where they'd win 10 nothing, oh then God. they'd be shut down one nothing, And, you know, they couldn't get awful. like a big winning streak going because I was writing about it during the year. So I was keeping oh, yeah. track of what they were doing. And I just find it interesting that we're kind of in similar positions in a way mm. as fan bases just from what our teams did. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah. See, I'm afraid of the whole, not him, not wanting to sign the extension thing, but then there's the other part of me that really kind of wants the Yankees to just go for everything in the off season, because if mm-hmm. they don't, who's going to want to watch if it's going to yeah. be the same as 2023, 2023 was torture for Yankee fans. They haven't been that bad in a really long time. Like really like long time. The year of disappointment, Mets, mm-hmm. Yankees, Padres, uh, Cardinals, Braves, Cardinals, right? Yeah. The Braves and their crying fan base. Yeah, that's another thing. Well, I'm just um, like postseason, postseason let postseason, down for yeah. puns. I mean, like the Phillies. It was a season. Of how heartbreaking that is for the Phillies. It like, was just the Rangers. It's just the Rangers. I mean, obviously because they won, but them doing as well as they did because of all the spending and stuff. Like I think Dodgers. Like the yeah, the Dodgers, the Angels. And, I don't count the Dodgers as disappointing. They do this every year. Does it become yeah. disappointing at that point when you just choke to literally everything with a pulse? Once well, you that's get how, I mean, maybe well, that's how the Yankees were with Freeman and Betts doing nothing. That sure. that is what hurt. Yeah. You're just like that's true. Those were the MVP candidates. Like what? <laughs> they they're even the the Dodger chokeathon continues. They the the stench of Dodgerhood got onto Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman too. No one is safe once you put on that uniform. You become a duck in the postseason, and sometimes literally. Shouts to that duck that appeared on the field. Um, when the Padres beat them two years ago. Um, but yeah, (laughs) I think it was amazing, right? Shout out to that duck. I love animals sometimes. They're so cool. Um, yeah, that's basically it guys. Everybody go check out Steve and Stacy on lockdown Yankees. They do a really good job. They produce a fantastic podcast. Steve, the, the, the producer whiz, I guess, uh, is, is one thing to call him. Um, go check them out on Twitter. In terms of my podcast, uh, I think it'll be, this is Thursday. So this tomorrow, I'm going to be talking with Jeff Carr. Or I'm sorry, Jeff Ellis. <sighs> I promised myself I wouldn't get them too mixed up. To so talk about Shane Bieber as a potential trade partner for the um, Padres because the Padres and Guardians love trading with each other. So you guys, if you have any final things to plug, go on ahead. 
just locked on Yankees, man. Five days a week still. We're crushing it. We're doing Making the Case, uh, which is our free agent lookout, uh, where we break down free agents every single week. We break down one of them to see if they're a good fit for the Yankees in particular. So that's probably the one thing we always do uh, on a weekly basis here in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, that's it for us. Absolutely love to hear it. Everybody, you've been listening to the Lockdown Padres and Lockdown Yankees podcast. It's been a splendid time, as always, with you, too. Until next time, and if you guys want to feel free to leave your comments about how I'm secretly a Yankees fan, go on ahead. But until next time, stay safe, my fire faithful homies, and stay yahooing the Yankee. I don't know. What's like a good verb thing for, for Yahoo, Yankees? Is it? Yahooing, Yahooing is it? Why did you bail? Yahoo. <laughs> I should have failed the Yahoo and Yankees at Fire Faithful. Uh, until next time, guys, take care.